0: Well, here we are again, Mike, and it's Friday. How are you doing today? Oh, TGIF. That's what I
1: always say. Indeed. I <laughs> I sure do love Fridays. Me too. It means the weekend's here. <laughs> yep. And uh, you know what I like doing on the weekend, Wendy? <laughs> what do
0: you like doing on the weekend, Mike? I
1: like taking LSD. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, that's, right. that's funny you should mention that, because uh, guess what the topic of today's show is? What is the topic of today's show? LSD. Oh, my God. It's a whole episode that's about so LSD crazy. and its
1: influence on pop culture. Just in time for your weekend uh, to give you some tips and tell you all about how LSD has kind of affected uh, arts and everything like that over the, since it's been invented right around 80 years ago.
0: 80 years ago?
1: That's right. LSD wow. is... It's, I mean, people were alive when it was invented. It's 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 one of the newer uh, hallucinogens and stuff like that. Not like you know some things like magic mushrooms oh, sure. have been around for centuries right. and people would take it and run with their spirit animal and we'll, we'll talk about spirit
0: animals and things like that. Yeah. sometimes soon. No, but this is a newer to, to the human race kind of thing. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. So it's. But uh, I still didn't realize it was that long ago that it was invented. Yeah. Uh, lysergic acid di-
1: dithylamide. Hmm. Um, and uh, it was invented by a guy named Albert Hoffman. In 1938, and he's working on it, and then he accidentally ingests. <laughs> he accidentally ingested it in 1943. Can you oh, okay? So a hallucinogenic experience without knowing it's a hallucinogenic experience without so expecting. Like he just you know just looking around, and all of a sudden, yeah. uh, the room is spinning, or you see trails like or, Alice in Wonderland
2: absolutely in real
1: life it is right so albert albert in wonderland is what happened to albert in 19 uh 38 and he didn't die till 2008 wow yeah and so, so. he was a firm believer in its use and in its health like, benefits and its health
0: benefits well <laughs> i mean
1: we'll we'll talk about that but let, i mean just as far as so lsd's been around for um 76 I guess 76 years. I said 80 years. I exaggerated. But 76 years. Yeah, well, close enough. Um it's just a little younger than my father. Uh, who you know, I mean, my dad's never he, he would never be the type that he's a real straight arrow kind of guy. <laughs> right. So I can't imagine him taking a journey to the center of his mind oh, anytime. It's
0: not for squares, man.
1: Yeah, I think he tried I think he uh <laughs> I think he tried meditation in the 70s. Um Whoa. Well, Meditation, which can produce the kind of disassociative state right. uh, over hours and over uh, practice that people get,
0: but it's naturally acquired. not Yes, it's
1: not a chemical strain. that just shoots through your head, kind of thing. <laughs> but um, LSD. When, so you've heard the expression "sex, drugs, and rock and roll," right? Of course. Okay, heard so, it. I've lived it. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> the drug that they're ta- <laughs> the drug that they're talking about is LSD. So that's the particular, um, you know, the the drug that they're talking Who's about. Who's they? Um, well, the people coined the phrase in the 1960s. Okay. Because throughout most of the 1960s, LSD was legal. What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're like, oh my God. But you could, you'd ordered it in the back of magazines. Like sure. LSD was something that, uh, it was just a chemical. People experimented with it. People tried it.
0: Yeah. So uh, So we should check the magazines now for the next drug that is presently legal but will be illegal but oh, absolutely wait wait, wait. if what's you want to have a magazine time? <laughs>
1: yeah right i've mean, never read a magazine so i'd go on the internet and just find different things you can try before the government makes it illegal Gosh, so you can experience a, something That's a
0: horrible well, idea well
1: because i mean lsd is it's not just a high you know people would do things like people drink beer smoke marijuana uh, do a line of blow or whatever eat some magic mushrooms <laughs> right. well no mushrooms have the oh, same oh they're effect. in the same that's right the, same, in the same family, family. um where you, I mean, it, it, some people, most drugs are a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, when you just want to do things to have fun, hedonistic. Oh, sure. Most drugs are hedonistic. And, yeah. you know, when you get wasted, you don't necessarily have any kind of- Deep thoughts. Introspection or mm-hmm. anything like that. You don't really go into yourself. Usually you're just like, oh man. And then you end up watching Jerry Springer or something like that for a <laughs> while. Um, but uh, I mean, so LSD hallucinogen, I mean that gives people uh, that's, that's the California sunshine, you know, that's the dream. That's, that it puts them uh, into their own mind and into their own state kind of thing, and, and gives them kind of an a introspective effect that other drugs don't have.
0: Right? Whereas other drugs usually give you the, they cause you to lose your inhibitions. Right. I mean, I'm not and saying it's pe- more.
1: I'm not saying people can't lose their inhibitions with LSD. Yeah,
0: but usually it's more like let's take a pants off. So yeah, like- <laughs>
1: it it's it's not right. It's not just the inhibitions of like you're going out and then you might talk to a girl you wouldn't talk to. On LSD, you're going to talk to a tree, right? <laughs> because the difference is is that uh, the the barriers of the self in the mind. That, are, that exist in our, our, our consciousness and stuff like that. I mean, Sam Harris talks about this a little bit in his Waking Up, this, this spirituality without religion kind of book, and, and um, he's got a, a little... Uh, we, we can link to that essay about it where he, where he talks about he's a neuroscientist and he actually advocates for the use of some different kinds of hallucinogenic drugs because it changes your perception of your... Like, it changes for your good mind. good health. For good health. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> no, but for good, like, well, it, experiencing life.
1: For experiencing life, because you can't have a, the spiritual kind of experience that people feel, um, where they feel connected to the rest of the world around them, and they're connect, connected to other people. Um, it, you, you lose the barriers of the self. And that, I mean, it can be a good thing, because you feel connected mm-hmm. with other people, and you realize that, that maybe we're not as alone as we think we are. Um, but it also can be a bad thing because you can do something stupid, <laughs> yeah, because you're you're not quite living in uh, reality. I mean, some people might say it's a deeper reality. Sure, mm-hmm. inside your head. But right. S- but strap yourself
0: down so yeah. you don't jump off a of bill. Um, do the Steve Jobs thing and like go into the the cornfield or whatever. Not cornfield, just an open field. right Just do, some, go do something weird. I mean that's way. like um, Steve Jobs, sorry, Steve, that's okay.
1: Ah, uh, Jobs, Steve Jobs. <laughs> Steve Jobs went into the
0: field <laughs> and did his lysergic tothylamide. Um. Anyway, but acid. this is the first time we've on this program that we've talked <laughs> yeah. about drugs in a, I I don't want to say in a good way, but you know all the other we've we've done a we've done a lot of talking about heroin and the bad things that it's done to people and yes, but um, there haven't been many conversations about any healthful benefits of (laughs) right and the thing is i mean you can say that oh yeah opiates
1: can be can be used in a positive manner on the battlefield i guess or whatever if somebody's in pain and you can reduce their pain and morphine obviously is used in hospitals um but but it's not
0: so much a health benefit that you'd be doing right yourself a service and it's
1: not saying that lsd is not a dangerous thing because people do stupid stuff all the time and they you know um and like anything, you can have a psychological addiction to, you know, if you lose, when you talk about losing that, the sense of the self and feeling connected to the world and, and, and seeing that layer underneath the conscious mind, um, there's no question that some people would rather stay there than hang out in the real world.
0: Yeah, and especially when you think about rock stars, the very egocentric, you know, everything is about me, 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 me.
2: <laughs> yeah. So
0: maybe being in the limelight and getting all that attention all the time might be nice for them to get a little escape and to to get that deeper introspection well absolutely and we we can I mean just talking
1: about the rock stars um, I mean first of all uh, Aldous Huxley um, he wrote uh, Brave New World which is you know one of the the standards for the books on you know, being wary of the, the state and the different things they can do. Um, he also wrote a book called The Doors of Perception, which is written about his experiments with mescaline, which is another hallucinogenic drug. And The Doors of Perception was the inspiration behind the band name for the Doors. Oh, cool. So, uh, Aldous Huxley, I mean, he's, he moved to California and started taking LSD regularly. <laughs> surprise, surprise. I never, what? He moved to California and did <laughs> drugs? Get out of here. Um, but it's something he believed, and he even used LSD in his deathbed. He asked for it. He wanted to be, when he went, he wanted to be in that you know, that, that state. Yeah. And he wanted to, you know, to feel that connection and, and to feel, be stripped of the self. And,
0: well, that seems like a good time to do it, too, because if there's any serious brain damage, well. Right. What's the worst can to happen? It's like, I'm already gone. Not going to be using that much longer. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, and, you know, and the, and the doors, uh, you know, Jim Morrison, summer in 1965, uh, he said he would visit nightly. A fantastic rock concert that was going on in my head. Oh
0: yeah, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh Jim Morrison, The Doors of Perception, songs like People Are Strange, Strange Days Indeed, and Break On Through to the Other Side. Okay. So the other side, you know, breaking on through that was they had, had his breakthrough through yeah. uh, that. And so, you know, Jim was really into it and he's one of the you know, first examples. You know, we were talking about Mama Cass in a previous episode, right? Mm-hmm. And how she haunts Dan Aykroyd's house. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, you know, there's a, there, if you watch the behind the music and the doors, and, I mean, I'm sorry, on the, on the mamas and the papas. And yeah. everything now obviously has gotten weirder with the mamas and the papas since the daughter of the um, John Phillips came out and said, you know, oh, yeah, I had a sexual relationship with my father. Oh, Remember that? That's
0: right. Oh, oh. Yeah, that was... Yeah. That was- that was a while ago Yeah,
1: that was nasty So that kind of changes Like when you watch that Behind the music yeah. I, I don't know if they've shown That behind the music But it kind of changes that Because yeah. you're like Oh man Right um, the situation They would talk about When they, record, they were recording This album And that Mama Cass Would come to them Every morning With an eyedropper Full of LSD oh And now she'd put A little drop on their tongue And that she'd be like Time, to, time for breakfast Time to start the day <laughs>
0: little eye dropper on the tongue. Some people make eggs and waffles. Uh, Right. (laughs) Mama Cass,
1: you know, uh, forget the ham sandwich. She was was on acid. So is liquid, is it always in liquid form? Uh, Well, the the chemicals are liquid, but people people take it with a dropper. People take it in a sugar cube. I see. People take it, I guess the most famous one is a tab. So you have like a piece of paper that you kind of...
0: Yeah, like those breath strips. Yeah, it's Make like a minty fresh. It, it's like a breath strip
1: for your man. mind, man. So, you know uh, that. So the doors obviously were really into it. Mama Cass was into it, but um, you know who else was into it? Who? The CIA.
0: Oh. Yeah, the CIA was okay. into it
1: too. Um, but they're not rock stars. They're not rock stars, but. Uh, there was a an experiment called MK Ultra, and this relates because Muse has a cool song called MK Ultra. Nice. Um, and this was mind control experiments on soldiers, prostitutes, and others in the nineteen fifties. Was that like the man who stared goats? Yeah, kind of like that. Except they were looking for uh, psychic powers and stuff. Oh, okay. these guys were just—they were trying to see, like, okay, mm-hmm. can how can we brainwash? So if you. Like a, okay, brain. Do you ever see the Manchurian Candidate? No, Manchurian Candidate. I mean, I'll spoil it for you. It's it's about a guy. <laughs>
0: Spoiler that, alert!
1: That gets you know brainwashed to kill the president. Ooh. You know, triggered to kill the president. Um, and they made, a, you know, made an You made update of it a few years ago. Was, that was pretty good. But um, the brainwashing from the 1950s. The idea that like the Soviets or the North Koreans or the Chinese could take you and they could control your mind. Um. They thought they actually, you know, the CIA actually thought that this was a thing we could do. Wow. And now that they had LSD, which people have said like it changes their habits, like people stop biting their nails, people, oh, wow. you know, they do certain it alters things their brain. Cuz it you right, it alters your brain chemistry quickly. Mm-hmm. And if people have change of hearts about things, they forgive people, they just they do things in a certain way that if your neural pathways are going in a certain way and a, a shortcut to. So Um, That's what they say. That's what mind control. That's how you would brainwash somebody.
0: So it's like the proverbial Kool-Aid. That is the (laughs) Kool-Aid.
1: Right. It is the Kool-Aid and they want to make you drink it. And uh, so the CIA would have these, they had these experiments in the 1950s. Um, An actual quote from the CIA memo was, Can we get control of an individual to the point where he will do our bidding against his will and even against fundamental laws of nature, such as self-preservation?
0: So they're really, they want to make like drones out of people. They want like just mindless. And this is an actual thing. This isn't just,
1: we're not making this up.
0: The men, the men who stared at goats, you know, it's all kind of like exploring. They're looking for whatever tool or weapon, if you will. Right. Would work. (laughs) And they're willing to to try things that are outside of the, the known science world. And,
1: and yeah. And this is the same kind of thing, the suggestibility, the, the fact that you could be a sleeper agent or something, you go back and you wouldn't, might not even know it. You know, you might not, you know, you'd be activated. And and so that's what MKUltra was. They'd bring prostitutes back to a a San Francisco safe house where they would unknowingly get drinks laced with LSD and then their behavior was observed behind the two way mirror.
0: Wow. So they were using them as their like guinea pigs. And
1: there was no, they didn't sign a waiver or anything like that. They would find prostitutes, lace their drinks, and just watch them. And you can see some of these on YouTube. You can go on, and, and some of these, I mean, it's all been, a lot of it's been declassified. At least the stuff they yeah. want, the stuff they want us to know. <laughs> right. Uh, and they had willing subjects, too. One of the um, first willing subjects was Ken Kesey, who uh, wrote One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And he was also uh, a, a big figure in the, you know, the, the counterculture of the 1960s and 1970s. Of, um, when we talk about counterculture in the 1960s, one of the things that we're talking about, and we're talking about the hippie movement, we're talking about the anti-war movement, we're talking about the people that thought they were fighting the mainstream. They also loved LSD. <laughs> you know, they're also big on LSD. You know, okay. like, you know, it was seen as expanding your mind. What's the ultimate thing that your square parents aren't going to do, man? I see. And that's drop yeah. acid. Right. You know, and you have, a, you have a Harvard professor, Timothy Leary. His motto was, turn on, tune in, Dropout. nice and i mean his motto. <laughs> his motto like you know turn on and tune in and, you know like become part of the counterculture um drop out of the mainstream take acid he was the basis for i, I don't know if you ever watched fringe uh, but there was a, a character it's, it's a great show i think it's most of it's on netflix now so it's worth watching uh a great show the character dr walter bishop was based on Timothy, like the oh, ma- one okay. of the main characters in the show, like and he takes LSD every once in a while in the show. Like they show him doing that, um, uh, because he does experiments yeah. and stuff like that on people's minds, and uh, so he was the basis of this character in the show Fringe, and it's another way that um, LSD is kind of uh, influencing the the counter, you know, the
0: um, yeah culture and well, stuff. There was an episode of Mad Men too where they
2: experimented oh, yeah.
0: with it and they showed you know the perspective of the, the characters as they were, as that's they were right. doing
1: it so I th- I thought that was it was pretty funny that's all. Right. I forgot Roger drops acid yeah
0: he does um, <laughs> not just Roger Betty and um Don
1: oh yeah oh my god
0: yeah. yes alright so
1: <laughs> you know so it, it wasn't illegal yet even though Don wouldn't care if something was legal or not <laughs> Right. obviously <that> <laughs> um but, I mean, that's the 1960s. Uh, the Beatles, John Lennon, George Harrison, they were dosed with LSD unknowingly by the dentist. Their dentist. What? Yeah.
0: Is they, it like, well, the laughing gas yes wasn't quite effective. So Let's try something else.
1: Yeah. They, their dentist that's scary. gave them LSD. Right. If that happened at the dentist now, first of all, I'd get my teeth cleaned more.
0: Do you think that really, like, that they weren't, like, Oh, yeah, the dentist gave it to me. Like right. it was something, mean, sure.
1: I mean, that could <laughs> it have it. it's like, a oh, my it, it was a dentist, it really was. Right. <laughs> that is, I mean, that wasn't even close to an accident. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, so Ringo, George, and John all tripped with the band The Birds. Oh. You know, to uh-huh. everything, do <laughs> drugs. Oh. And Peter Fonda, who was an easy rider, uh, actor. Kind of got You know And so uh, So they tripped With Peter Fonda And Paul didn't though
0: He's such a good boy Yes He was Paul?
1: He, he was good that day um, <laughs> But uh, So They said that Peter Fonda Just kept on saying I know what it's like To be dead oh, God. And then just kept He said it over and over again And then just annoyed everybody So they were saying that Peter found it was a real pain to do drugs with (laughs)
0: Like that guy in Wayne's world, I love you, man. (laughs) I (laughs) I know I I love you.
1: (laughs) I know what it's like to be dead. (laughs) Shut up, Peter. Um, Okay. George Harrison was a big fan. He said, when two people take it at the same time, words become redundant. One can see what the other is thinking. You look at each other and you know. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so that's I mean, so that's how George felt about it, and obviously it influenced some of their songs. Uh, Tomorrow never knows, uh, another song. Actually, that song talk about Mad Men. When Mad Men used that song, Tomorrow never knows, it was the highest amount ever paid really? to a for a TV show or a movie oh, to wow. use a song. It was like a quarter of a million dollars to <gasps> use that song.
0: They must have really wanted that song.
1: Right? Like they're like, man, we—it's got to be tomorrow. Never knows. Really, for two hundred fifty thousand dollars? That is
0: wild. Right? Some of the hey, good for the artists. Yay. Yes. Right. Well, the Beatles, (laughs) two of them got Two of them got a decent
1: payday, or Michael Jackson's estate or whatever. uh, Got a payday. Uh, She said, she said, I am the walrus. Obviously, I am the ape man. (laughs) Woo! Like, yeah, that's just you know, we're just singing nonsense words. No, you're high as balls, Um, and lucy in the sky with diamonds uh which um john said was written about a drawing
0: that julian did oh yeah 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 not so much (laughs) come give me a break (laughs) Um, i don't know not exactly the most meaningful
1: (laughs) right but lucy is like what does it mean well it means that you know john was taking a little trip to the sixth dimension over there what about judy in disguise with glasses (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's, that was definitely, definitely not on LSD.
0: That's the squares version.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's for all the straights. Um, <clears throat> I mean, some more famous LSD songs. White Rabbit by Je- oh Jefferson goodness. Airplane. Dinner. I'm shocked. <laughs> right. You think that was about, you know, White Rabbit. Because it's Alice in Wonderland. You're following the rabbit, you know, right.
0: down the hole. No, there's a, um, the Blue Man Group has a really cool part of their live show that they do with that song oh. where it's like. The, the lighting and the you know the whole visualization kind of thing it's i i, I think very... it's it, it's something that these drugs are called psychedelics right
1: and the music was called psychedelic
0: there you go so
1: i mean sex Everything drugs and rock nicely. and roll right i mean how did this chemical influence our culture white rabbit i mean tomorrow never knows obviously i mean when you talk about influence our culture tomorrow never knows we just said as a, as a song that's made tens of millions of dollars um White Rabbit's been played in every movie about Vietnam that exists. And um, a song called Sugartown by Nancy Sinatra. So Frank's daughter was dropping Sugar the Town. A. Um, the Grateful Dead, obviously, they lived. That was <laughs> that what was, they, they, they would they, they had live shows that call acid tests in the 1960s. <laughs> and um, the, everybody was just expected to be on acid. During the show. It was just the kind of thing that the dead. They don't let you in do. unless you <laughs> And there's the song, Trip you know, Lakeshore Drive, too, uh, which, you know, it could be about that lovely, you know, road in Chicago, or it could be about LSD.
0: Nice. Oh, I got it. Clever. Yeah,
1: Lakeshore Drive. That's what they were into. And then when we get into the, the modern era, I mean, um, rave culture, UK dance culture, and everything, I mean, they have a whole.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. Raves for sure. Genre called Acid House. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Music, you know, and trip hop and and the whole idea. And um, I mean, the whole idea of so another great, grateful deadline. What a long, strange trip it's been. And I, I think that's because at the end of an LSD trip, people often say they feel like they've gone on a journey. Okay. Yeah, that would make sense. And so, that's why they like to do it with other people and things like that. And so, they feel a connection to those Mm -hmm. people, even if it was just an eight-hour, ten-hour journey or something like that. Well, they
0: could read each other's minds, you know?
1: According to George Harrison, he could read each other's (laughs) minds. So, I mean, people do experience a a thing. um, There is a knowing, I guess, Mm -hmm. where people look at each other and stuff and they can say, like, oh, there's a, there's some, I mean, reading each, obviously, George was being poetic there as a, as an artist would want to be because if people could actually read each other's minds then we'd all be dropping acid all the time just to figure out well, what the, oh, yeah, I was thinking. I would do it just to figure out what women were thinking.
0: <laughs> but I mean, if there, there could be like a psychic connection that is enhanced by a drug, you know? Yeah, and that, Maybe, I, you I know, know,
1: that's something because that, LSD has finally been legalized to do research with again.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're doing research tonight. I gotta baby. do it. I gotta do a report. Yeah, my report's <laughs> right. due
1: tomorrow. I mean, it's it's not legalized as, and we can't order it off the internet <laughs> now or whatever. Like, but researchers can finally use it again. Okay. Because <clears throat> the thing is, being emblematic of the anti-war movement and the counterculture, um, it gets made illegal mm. because that's the way to get back at the hippies. That's the way to get yeah. back at the anti-war movement. Um, and LSD does 't even I mean, it gets a schedule one drug. yeah. So on the if you look at the schedule, it's funny that the, that the drugs most associated with the hippies are the ones with the severest penalties. Marijuana, which is now legal in three states, yeah, um, but hasn't been legal at all for a long time, right for 70, 80 years. And uh, LSD are both in the schedule one is the worst. okay? Op- even opiates like morphine, And uh, narcotics like cocaine are in schedule, Two.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: So it's like, I wonder why the government decided to make those things illegal right at the end of the 1960s and have like the super harsh punishments for them. Um, The war on drugs. What could it be? I mean, it was Nixon's war on hippies. And, of course, that was his political enemy. So that's what he decided to do. Um, But we couldn't do research on LSD for 30-some years because of it. And so now it's legal again. People can do research. People can at least try to see uh, how, you know, we can study its effects on humans and, and, and things like that. And, <clears throat> and we'll see what, uh, you know, effect it has on artists and everything like that going forward. You know, yeah,
0: it'll be interesting now that it's back. Or even like what types of research, you know, what types of results come from the research that is now Right. legally able to be done yeah i mean just the
1: idea that you know people couldn't even do research on something when it was something yeah. that the cia could, and it's sure the cia can use it on prostitutes but professors can't use it for research <laughs> and no it's problem clear
0: there's there's a lot of questions remaining about it so that research could be yeah very ex- valuable exactly
1: and so um yeah i mean lsd it's just a very interesting thing it's a very modern phenomena and uh We'll see what effect it has on art, and maybe we'll revisit in a later episode some more songs and movies and everything like that because LSD has so many films. Like, it's been such a, I mean, a lot of things. I, uh, I used to work at a, a restaurant back in, back in high school, at the end of high school. This was called Heaven City Restaurant, and the owners were big dead hits. Okay. And the chefs were all doing LSD. And they would talk about, like, <clears throat> I remember one guy, like, so I was sitting there at the bar. I wasn't drinking at the bar or anything like that. I was 18 years <laughs> old. Sitting at the bar with the chef. And it was after having work. Having a Coca-Cola. We were, yeah, I was, actually, I was having a Coca-Cola. And we were dividing up the tips, and I was talking to the, one of the chefs, or the assistant, not the main guy. But he was just like, oh, man, where do you think all our great ideas come from? He's like acid man he's like that's how we get so creative and I'm like what do you mean he's like all right and then I'm like okay well I heard that if you take it more than seven times you can be declared legally insane Hmm. he's like then call me crazy brother (laughs) (laughs) and I'm making him sound like a goober you know oh man it's crazy he wasn't that he he was a he was was a stoner he was a stoner stereotype But these guys did their jobs. They did everything. And they advocated it for creativity in the kitchen. Now, I wouldn't trust myself on LSD in the kitchen or something like that. I think I'd probably burn the place down. But these guys could do it. And it was just funny because that was my first, when somebody say, like, drugs, drugs. You know, and you'd be like, yeah, you're doing LSD in the kitchen. And (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God, I'm terrified. And they're just like, it's cool, man. This is, I was working there when Jerry Garcia... The guitar player from the Grateful Dead uh, passed away oh, in 1995. That's right, I remember that. And like, that. It, it was a day of tragedy. I mean, in, it was, in it was that, probably
0: like everyone wearing black. And in,
1: in that particular restaurant, it totally yeah. was. Like, every, they everybody like stopped and went out to go smoke weed to they feel better, yeah. and then just left like the busboy with the rest of because <gasps> I'm like, "Where's the waiters? Where's my food? I don't
0: know, man. I'm just the guy that brings the water." <laughs>
1: But we'll talk more about Heaven City because it's got a ton of I was just going to say, ghost that's stories. the place that was haunted. Absolutely. There's some ghost Coinc- stories about Coincidence? it. Coincidence? And I think not. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well, that
0: was a good uh, enlightening topic. Enlightening, I think, is an excellent learned, way to describe it. <laughs> I learned some things. And um, we will make sure to put notes up online at othersidepodcast.com slash 12. Absolutely. Hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Show notes for today's episode can be found at othersidepodcast.com slash 12.
1: Ooh, put your headphones on for this week's original Sunspot song. This one's dedicated to all those who journey to the center of their minds. This one's called Psychonaut. (laughs)
2: i <laughs> you for listening to today's
0: episode you can find us online at othersidepodcast.com until next time see you on the other side